0: Occasionally interesting. They are occasionally interesting.
1: I really do think bad things make good things happen um, and in the sense of like you have had trauma so you have had I wouldn't even step away from the word trauma you have had bad negative feelings I think this allows you to have for much higher happier feelings I think it's like This uh, wavelength sort of thing that if you not had a really deep low, you cannot have a really high. I think they go hand in hand sort of thing because that's what everybody says. But I
2: do wonder if that like has to be true, and I am really interested in. But if you don't have a spectrum, how can
1: you put yourself on that spectrum? So the more extreme emotions that you had, the better view you have of where like what Uh, emotion you're experiencing
2: right now. I feel like I was basically born with a very high capacity for joy and i've experienced joy at a very comparable level throughout my entire life and i've experienced lows whatever the opposite of joy is at not at all the same level and it's been like completely reactionary whereas like joy is probably my natural state of being and it can get i mean it's like whatever a very nice flat line most of my life and it can get way higher and it's been like that since i was born and then only as i've gotten older and had like bad experiences has that have i seen the inverse but the joy hasn't increased proportionally but the joy is great it's really good it's probably higher than like wait most people so (laughs) i'm not complaining about my level it's certainly
0: my hope that you can experience joy as fundamentally without having the negative accompanying i mean i, also I think definitely it, you think about it child like, oh, how do you like
1: know that? what joy is if you don't know what the opposite is i mean uh, i think like
0: a child I can, a, a I can... newborn knows the feeling of comfort snuggled against the mother's breast i mean i think that that's innate i think that there are negative and positive experiences that are programmed into our very fabric of our existence right. that and i don't know i mean i think this is a very interesting question I, I i wouldn't say that i'm dedicated at this point of view by any means but you know, I mean, Abraham Lincoln said that we're as happy as we make up our minds to be. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't account for, you know, you, in order to be as, as happy as, as you want to be, you also need to be traumatized before that can happen. I mean, I, I think that that I think that it, it absolutely trauma when handled correctly in the psyche can make you more grateful for the life that you're living when it's trauma free. But I hope, desperately hope that that is not a prereq to experience that gratitude and i think have we talked about the the rat utopia
2: no experiment oh do you know this yes
0: so there, there's a, a scientist that decided to make a, a basically a rat utopia that gave everything these rats needed in terms of food companionship private space public space toys i mean just everything and in a very short amount of time the rats just became reclusive Cannibalistic. I mean, just really horrible fucking rats that just stopped for, eating like, to the point that they outliers. died. Yeah, except for a ten percent, which he called like the chosen ones. I think it might even less than that. That that like kind of yeah. cuddled together in like the dark warmth of each other's souls to get away from the other ninety percent that had turned into these horrible, horrible rat. So, that I think I could see that being an evidence for what you were saying, where. If there's nothing bad there, you'll fucking create it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but wait, there was another rat study that we just learned about, or at least I did. I can't remember if you were listening to, I think this was the Dax, yeah, this is the, one of the recent Dax Shepard, expert on expert, it was the addiction guy, his name, I can't remember. The heroin rats. Uh, yeah, the heroin rats. Yeah. Um, rat so, studies are just the best. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> so in magic. this scenario, it started out, a rat was given access to a water bottle with just water in it and a water bottle that was mixed with heroin and the and just put in an empty cage, nothing to do, just water bottles. And like 100% of the time, all the rats turned to heroin and like overdosed and died and like would exclusively drink this heroin water. And then they created something similar to the rat utopia. And I don't know exactly what things were changed, but in some yeah, way it they, was like more put,
1: of a... Uh, in more space, they included like games and tunnels yeah there was more of a
2: purpose and a sense of achievement it wasn't just like 100 percent of things are easy there was still like there was puzzles and mazes and like exercise equipment and whatnot so that they were like building a steam or whatever and then in that circumstance what i think it was zero percent of the rats od'd on heroin some would Mm -hmm. still drink from it occasionally to like have some fun but there was then like no dependence there was no signs of addiction Mm -hmm. if the rats felt purpose-filled then they never abused the drugs Mm -hmm
0: i think that comes down to a lot of what could make society feel better is when you give people a purpose or allow them to find their purpose i think it's probably a better way of saying it um you know because that that gives that gives traumatic events meaning Mm -hmm. which makes it far less damaging to be like wow i can now help people in these similar circumstances and that's that's when you see really people often shine from these traumatic events um
1: so, just to go back to your original point of saying, like, you don't need, like, this horrible low sort of thing to have this horror high. I think you need two points of reference to actually be able to identify what something is. This is, like, where I come from this. Um, once again, I mentioned in another study... Um, is this man went out into the woods, lived, like, seven years alone, like, proper hermit stereotype, you know, that everyone always is. I just want to live in the wood by myself and be self-sufficient. This guy really went out and did it and had, like, no contact with society at all. And then when he came out, people were really, really interested, like, psychologically. Well, what do you think? What did you discover? Did you become enlightened? All these, like, kind of questions. And he was like, I just didn't think. Like, I just did. Like, he didn't spend time... It's, like, in, in analysis, state all the time. So, yeah, in a sense, like, he didn't analyze and he didn't label anything because he didn't have anything else to reflect on. So I only think I'm intelligent because the group of people around me sort of think, say, I'm intelligent or say other people are not intelligent. So I think really? it's the same with like the happiness. Uh, happiness is always like a, a difficult Word I don't like to use, like let's call it highs and lows. Yeah, because what is happiness? Blah blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you have a timeline of like emotions, these are positive and these are negative, sort of thing. If you have had, let's say, an eight on the positives and then you have had a two on the negatives, your middle ground suddenly becomes between these two you know, the hold on, I said a two and an eight. And an eight. So we basically become in the in but the middle.
0: That's also dealing in proportionality, not yeah. absolutes. So I mean, you know, you can absolutes. have a what we would call a, as experiencing worseness, a neutral experience, and a positive experience. Mm-hmm. Then your worst becomes that neutral, and your best becomes that positive. And I could, I think, it's easily as likely that that positive experience is, is elating worst... as the best positive experience that you could have ever even possibly begin to fathom of his existence until you have more. And then the yeah. next positive experience is positive. And that neutral experience that's their worst experience is the worst experience you could possibly yeah, yeah. fathom. So that, that might become broader in its context, but on an emotional chemical level, it doesn't really change that, you know, each time you have a better experience than the best experience you've had, that's going to be the best experience you've ever had. And, each time you have a worse experience the chemical composition of those Mm -hmm. makeups i think there's probably some some sort of physical dna driven aspects this as well that i'm not really taking into consideration but on a whole i think that it's proportionality it's not absolute so it's not like you have to go as dark to experience the light it's more like You've already experienced the dark and the light. Those just sort of grow and expand the worse and the best, better experiences. I'm completely you in
1: agreement with you, but it, I think the thing in that argument is like the idea of absolutes. Um, there isn't middle point. Nobody defines that middle point. So when you're like uh, either end, that your own personal either end, but the middle ground is always different for everybody. So you're always in that state of like, okay, you've had new experiences, negative and positives. And then you have, like you said, more positive experience. And then your middle ground moves up sort of thing. But then it equates again. Your middle ground moves up. It's not your low point like moves up or anything. It's just your the middle ground moves up. And say if the middle ground moves up, that means that your amount of happiness and your amount of low is still equivalent. It's what I, I see, at least.
0: Well, because I think like now as I'm thinking back of what I was just saying, I can also see like sort of a problematic way to interpret my argument that I was just given would be like, you know, if you're born into a really fucked up scenario, like say servitude, mm-hmm. you're born as a slave, then, you know, your best experience is going to be pretty shitty by our standards and your worst experience is going to be fucking awful. But if you're only dealing in absolutes, then that good experience is still just as gratifying as our positive experiences living in a free society and that means that, I mean, I guess on one hand you can look at that as a positive thing, like, well, at least they're gaining fulfillment and laughter and joy out of what we would consider still a pretty awful experience. Yeah. <laughs> but then you could then justify really fuck the backs so and be like, well, you know, if they don't know any different... Then,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it, actually, that is, like, a dangerous hole to fall down So It's like, wait a minute, like, this uh, tribe in Africa, that the women are just, like, getting raped sort of thing, and, like, they're not having any and uh, this is this moral thing, like, do we come in and tell them that this that. probably shouldn't, you know, once again, the danger was shouldn't, like, this is not good. And there's another option because we're actually going to make them have a worse time that they're having right now yeah. in trying yeah. to do this good thing
2: of just like. Right. And is there like a long term benefit <laughs> to like ruin
0: this lives is, I mean, in the present? I always think this is a fascinating idea, like, because to think about it where we fall into that like how how 100 years from now people look back on our society or the way that we think now and yeah. be like oh my god can you believe that they thought it was acceptable to work a 40-hour work yeah. week those crazy yeah. bastards like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. crazy you would do that in <laughs> a job they hate yeah. Yeah. like
2: that's like more than it's
0: old perspective
1: at the end this is uh, nice uh book i haven't actually read it but i've been told about it a lot of time uh about somebody who was in a jewish camp during the world war and basically describing the last day they were gonna survive as the most beautiful day that they had ever seen and it was just like this perceptive like they're in this horrible scenario where they've been abused and seeing people be abused all the time sort of thing and then they're describing this like full chapter of just like gratefulness for having been able to be around with these people and connect with these people and like feeling love and just being like hey before this I had a a wonderful life and like it doesn't have to not be wonderful now because I'm going through a bad time and some love and like yeah it's like this narrative once again that you know this person is choosing to put on it
0: perspective taking I think, yeah. is something we talk about often is it's the ability to choose your perspectives in the moment that I think is should be the goal like when people talk about becoming like woke or self-actualized mm-hmm. but I, what it, that means to me is being able to have control over those perspectives that you take from a moment-to-moment basis like wow this is this, this is car crash is a really shitty circumstance but yeah. you know what everybody's okay you know that's the perspective that you're choosing to take As wow Somebody could have just died here, but we're all walking away from it rather than, oh, my God, I just lost $20,000. Yeah.
1: And you're allowed to feel really negative about this thing that happened. But like an, an underground layer of like, okay, this is shitty and I feel shitty about it, but it's okay. Like my favorite kind of advice, and it's not really advice I was given, was like, things don't always work out the way you want, but they work out. And I keep repeating mm-hmm. that to myself and other people. So like, you're still alive. Yeah. Like, No, at the end of the day, you know, it was shitty, and I'm sorry, and you do deserve to, like, feel hurt and be heard about this hurt, but it's okay, right? Like, you're okay, you're alive. Like, even if you're missing, like, both your legs and things, you can do other stuff. You're still alive, you're still able to experience things.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like Tyrion said. Death is so final. Life is an endless choice of possibilities. (laughs) Beautiful. We're watching Game of Thrones at the moment. And Ah. reading it simultaneously. And reading it simultaneously.
2: Um, I also wanted to make a point of uh that in in past romantic relationships that have had a lot of, you know hardships, Mm -hmm. um, that yeah, there's been like a lot of a lot of growth and uh, learning from those and and that's kind of like the conversation we're having right now about about learning from the bad parts. I think that's really important. But that's kind of the thing that's put as the ultimate thing when we have these conversations or when we even think about it of like, it's, I mean, I think that's a good perspective to be like, okay, if bad things happen, like what can we learn from it? But I never would have thought or considered, that now being in like this incredible partnership that's good how much more exponential and positive my growth feels like my internal growth we really don't hear much about how you really grow from the positive experiences from having this person this wonderful partner to to learn from to reflect with and upon and to be given the space and encouragement to grow into the best version of myself. Like, I would have, I had no idea that there could be this much and this variety of so growth from something wonderful.
1: Is it maybe because it's slower growth? It's like, uh, I was saying, <laughs> oh, you, they're <laughs> <little> cute. don't <laughs> <laughs> see cute. <laughs> um, yeah, of like bad things are catalysts. So, if you take away the bad things, like you're still changing and you're still growing, so sort the of thing is not so obvious in your face. So sort the of thing is like Trump getting into power. The sort of thing It's just like <laughs> a showcase for like things were bad already, and now like we're really aware of it. But imagine if like um, this hadn't happened. I don't want to say Hillary or whatever, but <laughs> somebody else that wasn't so shocking and so negative had come into power.
0: We'd still be changing.
1: Right. <laughs> You'll yeah. still be changing and there'll still be growth and but it things and, be a drastic pendulum swing. and so I think that's why I think you got a really know. good point. I know, I feel not like drastic change. a lot of my I think it wouldn't be noticed. In... I think you're completely yeah. right about like I you think... have such an yeah. amazing growth from having positive reinforcements, but I think people don't talk about it because it's not so in your face, sudden. Yeah.
0: I think that may even be more of a nuanced attitude than we think. Uh, I think that psychology generally since it's since its creation has been more targeted towards the negative, and that's changed our thinking in a dramatic way that and the is way hard we think about realize. thinking. Yes the way that we yeah it's down to the fundamental way that we think about thinking where it's always been about what's wrong with you and how do we fix that rather than what's <laughs> right with you and how do we accentuate that yeah yeah and that's been it's that's literally shaped these types of conversations for the last 200 years like at least. All of it, just, I mean <laughs> yeah but it goes for, you know beyond that like um because i think that the good is just as changing and and profound and powerful as the bad i mean the bad does seem to be more of a catalyst for change, you know. But like only the, a
1: catalyst, not a necessity.
0: Absolutely. And I, think that, I think that with a simple, even just sort of like tinkering of the way that we use words, yeah, we yeah. could make the positive more profound, experience catalysts for change. I think that it's very telling that the negative is where we do most of our growth. I mean, I'm a big fan. One of my favorite, like, you know, sayings is that, you know, change happens when you're uncomfortable. Because I think that can take a negative experience and make it positive. But I think we do way too often overlook the experience, the, the power of positive experiences to change for the better as well. And both should be taken with equal consideration.
2: And I, also, well, I feel like a lot of times, especially with you, that one of the main things that causes me to like really reflect and grow is when you point something out. Where it's like something I might be blind to and that's either... Maybe it's pointing out a strength, and it's like, whoa, I can even strengthen that and grow into that more and make myself more awesome, and it's not something I thought about. Or it's something like, hey, I think you might not be thinking about this exactly like this, and, like, maybe you should consider it like this. And that's not exactly – you're never phrasing it as a negative, even though, like, I mean, it is kind of, like, I don't know, yeah, somewhat of a shortcoming or something. But really, it's just, like, I haven't – it didn't occur to me to take that perspective or I didn't have the ability to step outside myself enough to have that perspective and now with somebody who I who I trust the perspectives that you're going to ask me to consider how you know even though really I don't know yeah if you look at it from a negative view it's kind of being like you you know it's kind of evaluating uh I was this is a weakness like I wasn't really doing my best here this is kind of like you know, this is something not good, but it's not, you don't present it like that. You present it as, like, look at it from this. And then how as soon as, like, that clicks because you're saying the right things and I'm taking this new perspective. And then that can just, like, shuttle rocket me into, like, new perspective and growth and reconsidering and, like, easily. It feels so much easier. I think that's the thing. Like, maybe the positive change is more subtle or slow or something, but it's so easy to adopt changing in a positive way in comparison to like the agony of changing from being discomfort and like yeah how much that's fucking like felt like torture and and the only thing keeping me like through it is is knowing that I'm growing but yeah how much nicer it is to grow into something awesome
1: maybe we can encourage the new generation to do this of like stop pinpointing all the things that's wrong with the society it's like pinpointing all the really good things and like how we can encourage you know like, people up they're like okay so we think uh this group of people are oppressed but what are these group of people like really good at okay let's let's focus more on like building them up in this amazing way of like yeah empowering and sort of thing it's like oh this is really effective for helping with this sort of thing rather than like this is a big problem it's it's good to point out the negatives in our society but not focus too much on it yeah possibly maybe yeah this generation has just been like life is so good and so we just had to find like the rats like something like (laughs) oh my god I can't believe this shit and all these oppressed people and uh, the world is so fucked up and nobody gives a shit. I really live in the opinion of like we live in the best times possible right now. Like yeah things are shitty and stuff but like Things were shittier. Way as yeah. long any, like, any other time things were like, way shittier. Yeah. It's like yeah. the the fact that we have so many like technological advancements and a movement and so much connection with people and so much possibility. Like I literally yeah, in privileged way, grew up in a way I could grow up to be anything I want to be. And it's very like um, I I'm very grateful for the fact that I grew up in era that I decided to be a sex worker and it's not so bad. My mom knows. Like Oh yeah, I wanted to is, ask that oh. your
2: parents know? <laughs> and like and is there
1: anybody you keep it from? Um I don't really keep it. Um I had different experiences with like opening up about being a sex worker. I didn't really have it as like, oh, this is secret I can't tell people. Um but I was aware the first time when I started doing it uh of how it would affect my partners. Like yeah. I did it when I was single sort of thing, like how people would kind of view them. I told my two best friends, two guy friends, and they both said like I wouldn't date a girl that's doing this. And that was like a bit of a, a kick in the over it was just like okay like yeah. and kind had it. But then I started dating this guy and I told him and his reaction was so boring. It was like, Oh okay, cool <laughs> let's move on and was just like wait are you not interested like this is my job I do so many weird shit I want to tell you about and he was just like yeah it's cool it's nice you can tell me whatever you want and um, and then slowly through this I started like telling more and more people just like casually uh, and then I would introduce myself uh, as, like, this is what I do. And then I noticed a negative aspect of it. Uh, I was living at Berlin at the time, and Berlin's a very special place for these type of people, I think. There's a lot of sexual liberation, and like I said, I've been to so many dinner parties where half the people had done some kind of sex work. Um, and then I realized it made me a target for people like, oh, this person is, like, sexually open-minded, which means, like, they're sexually open uh, for exploration with anyone sort of thing and i got more people like being very forwardly interested in me mm-hmm. not in a negative way but i was just like okay no this is too much like i'm only gonna tell people when i'm in a comfortable place uh because i don't want this sexual attention like this is part of me but this is not all of me uh but yeah i had uh, a really great group around me like that knew I'd done this uh, and many people had like either done porn or prostitution or been like sugar daddies and things Um, and fortunately I had one of these like chill out mums sort of thing that we kind of talked about a lot of things and I just kind of like brought it out one day and she was so fine about it Uh, to, to the point of just like I used to sell videos So, um, solo videos, like, uh, it's very common practice. People sell their Snapchat photos, all sorts of things. And my mom really was like, can I see one? And I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, do I want to show my mom this? Like, do I not? Like, I don't know where the the boundary kind of is, but like, she was very okay about it. And she's like, do you enjoy it? I'm like, yeah. And so much that, um, I might have to describe the way I did coming afterwards that I just suggested for her to do coming with me. Uh, not, uh, not that I find anything uh, definite wrong with, like, incessant things, but it wasn't like this. It yeah. was just more like, hey, guys, do you want to meet my mom? Like, let's just sit here and talk. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was very nice. Um, there's parts of my family I haven't told. Like, her brother is so, like, right-wing, close military mentality. Like, if he ever finds me, like... It's gonna be terrible. Uh, yeah. I know. He already shitted me for just going to travel in India. So, <laughs> there's wow. people I avoid it. And the same, my, my granddad, he's another generation. He's very loving now. He's changed very much in the last five years from like crying, like, I just want you to find somebody and like get married and start having babies. And I'm like, I just wanna travel. And they're like, oh, you're hurting me so much to like, what you're doing is really brave. I'm really glad that you went out seeking And the things. Like, he's changed dramatically um true, so nice. fear of death but I still don't think it's going to be like hey guess what like I showed my vagina to like 100,000 people and I made money from it and I really enjoyed it and he's going to be okay with it it's a generation thing so it's, it's not like I'm trying to hide it I'm just trying to keep him from having to go
2: through something that he's really not yeah. going to be able to understand no just totally generation. I don't think there's anything you know it's not not being forward with someone is not you know being hiding something and it's not coming from a place of shame like we started this conversation with of like we have different faces depending on what circumstance we're in yeah. and i think that is appropriate and respectful and compassionate to you know gauge your audience mm-hmm. yeah i
0: think that's also a problem with generation z because <laughs> <laughs> there's no like audio you like you should you should gauge your audience. You don't just because you are exploring this liberated it doesn't mean that you need to go shove it into a conservative's face, you know. Because I would have been just just as a just as like not surprised if you had said that he still has a problem with you traveling India mm-hmm. because our morals are our morals, and anything that goes a counter to them is going to be jarring and and scary. And this is like, you know, one thing that I'm, I'm absolutely 100% pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And I find this to be one of those issues where people get really heated and really mad and, and you know, some could say rightfully so because you're taking away a woman's right to choose or you're killing babies. And to me it's not killing babies, but to somebody else it is. Mm-hmm. And to understand that that is their moral philosophy and that in the confines of that argument they're right in their own minds and we just have different realities we had this conversation for like days on end when
2: trevor and i started dating because i was so staunchly like anybody who is anti-choice is a heartless evil bastard who like doesn't deserve to speak to me and he was just like yeah trying to really get me to understand that that is not a very compassionate understanding point of view and that they think you're killing babies. They don't think it's. They're not. They're just thinking about it from a completely different perspective from you. And if you believe that it, it was murdering babies, you would probably be worried about it too. I think. Um,
1: we you're live- right, Mullins. So, so, uh, live in a society, uh, basically, where we don't really know what truth is, what reality kinda yeah. is, as a perspective. So, truth becomes the easiest narrative for you to navigate in so it really might be way too much for someone to accept that this is not a baby that was created this is just some cells it's Uh just too hard for them to even possibly see that so they navigate with the idea of like this is a baby and this is horrible yes and i think that's very fair this is really their truth and I think you have to have compassion for and that.
0: that's, yeah. you know, there's moral relativity and you can get into arguments about, like, is there an absolute morality to appeal to? Or, you know, no. is there <laughs> is there any reality that's really there to appeal to? And I'd say mm-hmm. It doesn't really fucking matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that the best way to... So you create your own realities. You create your own little groups of realities. All that are bought into the same system that you're buying into. And you create these little pockets. And you find your tribes, so to speak. And that mm-hmm. tribe has different layers to it. And you try to create the best little microcosm of society that you know how, Mm -hmm. and the people that are better at doing that and create the societies that are better are going to attract more people, and those are going to grow and flourish, while the other ones who don't do that will starve and die. And that's really how you convince people. It's not shouting at somebody that people need pro-choice because... In 18 years, those kids aren't going to graduate. They're going to be on the welfare system. They're going to be mad that the welfare system's broken because there's too many goddamn people on it. You know That doesn't change lives. <laughs> Creating a system that takes care of their sick and elderly and, and gives people the opportunity to flourish and be who they truly are most able to be and be the most efficient selves that they can be, those are what's going to attract people. And those are the systems that went out. And that's why we have seen progress throughout history. I mean... And it is easy to look at all the fucked up shit that's going on in this world. And there is plenty of it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I, I, I used to be a server, and I had this table one time. Hey, was a server, a waiter, waiter. okay? Um, and I, I, we were talking about Trump and how fucked up the, the world is. And, you know, they were like, "Well, you know, when I was about your age, there was there was there was a war going on. We thought the world was going to end, and then after that, there was this you know flu that was going to." end the world and after that there was (laughs) and just kind of went on again and again and again there's always some narrative out there that that this is the worst possibly and none of it's actually true the world goes on people live on these horrible things come and go and, and they should be taken seriously and we should do what we can to try to progress the world in the direction that we think that it should be progressed in but there's the also a
1: lot of compassion and yeah. empathy that
0: people are people.
1: They've had totally different experiences than you have. Yeah, I like this lyric from a song. Um, it's like if you want to change the world, walk differently. It means don't really change everybody else; change yourself. Yeah. And you know, like this would just attract the, the kind of people that think the same. As you, yeah, of course, like a lot of us here in Pi would fucking love that people stopped using plastic. But like you know, stopping and Shouting at the the local Thai kitchen of just like, Stop selling me smoothies in this plastic bottle. It's not really gonna give them an understanding of the experiences I have had to be able to know that this is bad. yeah, it's still just like me saying some words to them that don't have a strong emotion to them uh as they do to me absolutely. There's this is really cool thing. uh study on my people who are bilingual uh who's like a morality, apparently changes if uh, in the non-native language whatever that language is yeah. because we don't have the strong emotional uh, connection to this word as we do like uh, in English we say murder and then they learn it in a new language they haven't seen murder being all over the news they haven't seen like people talking about it they haven't seen people uh, being upset when saying their father got murdered sort of thing so it's just a word Totally. So when you like translate it, and you don't even have to speak a different language, but when you communicate it to somebody who has not had that historical information experience about this thing, they're just not gonna get it. Not because they're dumb or they're not capable. And it's just, it's just not
2: loaded. Yeah. Not, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, linguistics is fascinating. I mean, because we define the world around us so much by language, it really emphasizes the point that we create our own reality of like when you can have entire concepts that exist in one culture and another and it's because, and not not another it's because we've defined them differently we've created the confines from which to describe this experience and thus brought it into existence it's such a powerfully reaching idea that i mean you talk about how like the plastic like it's important to live by example to be the change that you want to see in the world because you create that reality then that other people can look upon and say that holy, we can live without plastic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that was fucking possible when you're yeah. drinking out of plastic water bottles. Where do I get my water from? Like, <laughs> Oh, there's filters. That's great. Like, should have known. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's, it's cheaper. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I
1: <laughs> just don't consider because they didn't have the possibility to. It's,
0: and it's those people like i mean the einsteins they're like and, and, and there's 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 examples of this on a micro scale every day of people that are like this is the way that everybody else is living this is other people's reality this is how they're defining the world i don't need to do that and that's like a beautifully precious thing when somebody truly has that ability to be like look upon all these different ways of living and be like you know what I'm going to take the third option that's <laughs> the road less traveled or never been traveled before is really the, the awesome one that people like Einstein really just mastered that one it's like wow how do you walk that road new concepts is is very interesting and this
1: obviously the life. type of people who are more open to these changing ideas and who are not uh, there's this quote from a really good book I like uh, of saying there are yes people and there are no people. And the yes people get rewarded by the yes and the adventure that this provides or yeah. new options and new experiences. And the no people get rewarded by the safety of their comfort zone and sort of things. so of thing. So they both yes and no, give a very positive experience to that person depending on what kind of person they are. Um, I think it's really good. And I think um, this kind of applies to everything. Okay, you're asking somebody not to use uh, plastic bottles and sort of thing, But actually, for them, they have a lifestyle where, like, they're working on a farm and they just don't have time to be cutting banana leaves uh, to give you uh, a plate sort of thing. And it's just not convenient enough for them. It's so much effort for them where you're just, like, talking, no, no, you should be doing this, like... No, that they, they actually need some kind of decision making and like is it worth it for them is it positive for them singly
2: yeah man
0: well, i think that's what we should approach all these kind of conversations like I, I think that a similar example is like our our judicial system and how we view criminals uh, like we view criminals as these evil people who do evil things because they're evil and that couldn't be further from the truth. What in reality it is, is smart people making conscious choices about what can benefit them the best. And that's not just like make it into a selfish term either. If Like your choice is between working 80 hours a week at 720 an hour and walking home with $200 after the end of the fucking week. Yeah. And being, barely being able to feed yourself or selling weed to your neighbor. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna to choose to sell weed that's crazy to, to think that anybody would choose anything differently yeah is just foolish like yeah that i give a pretty lenient example that that you know selling crack could be yeah. you know it's like well i mean can you blame them like yeah shit like can you i don't know
1: i think <laughs> no. this is a uh, aspect of like we look at somebody who has murdered the wife and kids as like a bad person label it, but then if you actually look into the history and like they've been abused by the parents and then their partner sort of thing and then like by society and all the time and you have like a understanding and then you find out like the uh the wife was also could abuse it you become more like empathized into like okay
2: they did something wrong but can you blame
1: them? I- had you been given the same, how yeah. should you probably have the same? I think you should by? have
2: compassion for everybody and attempt yeah. to understand where they're coming from. But there's also loads of people, more people who went through the same exact circumstances who were abused, who have any number of things, who didn't make those same choices and who didn't commit murder. And like, I mean, but that doesn't mean that we should be trying to find ways to blame. That means that we should be trying to find ways to intervene and cure and offer other paths I think, I think well. this comes down to the idea of, like,
1: a free will. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sam Harris. Yeah. Uh, he wrote this wonderful essay on kind of free will. And it's, again, this idea of, like, yeah, this person did these bad things. But had you been this person, exactly saying this person. In this scenario, you wouldn't have done exactly the same. Exactly. You know, the only reason you might have acted differently is because you're a different person. Yeah. Like, you know give them like a reach out hand of shit you did bad like why did you do bad okay i understand it but we still as a society consider this thing bad how can we avoid this situation i don't i am very much in the same view as sam harris of like we really don't have free will yeah it it doesn't kind of exist so we should be compassionate even with ourselves so the same when we make mistakes absolutely
0: i think it's a very important lesson to be had from just sort of just summarize if you're not familiar with Sam Harris's particular argument, I think that the most beautiful portion of the idea of against us having free will is that you know you are a multitude of your experiences really none of which you had really control over because you were born into a experience and then that experience led to another experience. So you're kind of like you know, it's kind of the the, the orderly universe theory of, of free will of everything comes from a previous domino and you don't have control over where the dominoes fit
2: how go. does this go with the last point you were making about einstein creating completely new concepts
0: well i don't know if i necessarily buy into this 100 percent. this whole idea that the lack of free will i think that it, it
2: i think there's a lot of sense and poetry
0: to it i do and but. i think that the most important message from it is that when you fuck up it doesn't mean that you're a fuck up it just means that your circumstances led you to an experience that wasn't positive and didn't allow you to make the best choice. And that is a growing experience and you can do better next time. And I think that you will do better next time. And, and I think that's a very important aspect of... I also don't think it really fucking matters whether it's free choice or not. Yeah, yeah
1: I, that's the other part. You have to still live, even though it's obvious, like uh, philosophies about this is the ideal this is not and this particular one of like free will don't forget you still live in the real world and you still should take responsibility yes. you can't be like oh i'm not choosing
2: anything in the world it's just happening to right. me and i'm reacting yeah. without even and choosing how whatever to react your circumstances to- are you're probably somehow in a position to bring in new information to yourself and be able to you know have better resources to draw on for your next thing yeah, that isn't exactly. free will. But like once you read these three books that make it better <laughs> able to calculate the next thing that happens to yeah. you.
0: And I would say, I mean, to your question, but Einstein said you shouldn't play dice. God does not play dice with the universe. And that would be, in my opinion, an argument for Sam Harris when he says that there is no such thing as free will because you know it's, it's a domino and not a dice roll. There's no probability to it. It's just what's going to happen based on previous events. I think that that and I choose because I, I would say this is like a like an abortion argument where it's like, you know, we don't really have an objective standard to really appeal to to tell us who's right and who's <laughs> wrong in this circumstance. So I'm going to choose to believe that we have free will and that we have the choice to listen to that idea or idea fairy when he jumps by. And that that's some mystical, powerful, beautiful experience that I don't need to understand that I get the power to choose to be a better person, the best person that I possibly can be day in, day out. And whether that is preordained or not, I don't really give a damn because it doesn't really fucking matter. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather believe in the beautiful sparkle of the universe than anything else. Yeah. You know, why not? It doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt anybody to do it, so I'm okay with that. And, you know, that's why I think that I want to dehumanize it to the point of a logistical argument. I think that Sam Harris is very good at that and does a beautiful job yeah sam officially. harris
2: is like number one arguer of all time oh.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he my own and envelope. he's so
2: calm his voice yeah. is yeah. just yeah. like so that's why it's a meditation I, actually, I listen
1: to sam harris actually on times two because he is so calm and something yeah. and like you can speed his voice up <gasps> and so like get everything um, that he's saying that's funny
0: yeah, what I, yeah. I, I find tremendous beauty in a logical argument yeah, we're gonna have Eric
2: on the podcast soon, and that'll be interesting.
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm interested. You you said you listened to our podcast, and you were intrigued by it because you also have uh, unpopular opinions, and so many. Uh, and I'm <laughs> uh, wondering what what you've heard us say before that that particularly resonated with you. That was like these are my people because they have the same unpopular opinions as me. <laughs> uh,
1: me too was one of the things. Uh, the trauma aspect. Uh, the having a really positive outlook on life like right now it's so cool to just be unhappy about the world for whatever reason uh-huh. but like you know to you, you mean be cool like it's trendy
2: and hip yeah, like, yeah yeah like
1: you have to care about everything so all your facebook posts have to be about it and like your whole world has to be about telling other people what they should do you know, yeah like focusing on you so uh in general like these are things that um i think comes out of like in hippies there's like this stereotype sort of thing of like yeah I get classified as hippies so much and like I understand that I fit a lot with like certain concepts that hippie um stereotype is down to but there's a lot that I don't fit into and one of those things is like having to be positive all the time. Yeah. Having to be loving and connecting with everyone uh-huh. all the whole time. Um having to care about the environment and everybody else the whole time you know, i i see a lot of like good things in talking about negative things mm-hmm. and um stepping out of like i just care about nature and everyone all the time and just be like hey i need a selfish day yeah you know like <gasps> i'm gonna go and buy myself a smoothie in one of those plastic cups because Right now, I'm having a shit time, and I just don't have the energy to go and find my, you know, like recyclable cup that I don't know where I put, and I need to wash. Like, I think this is very okay to yes. have these, and I, I think it just gets looked down upon so much in, um, I guess like these hippie communities, and I, I think it's really amazing to find people within, like, you have my basis set ideals of like how things should run, but you're still not like to intertwine into the ideal world of like this is how everything should be.
0: I think that rigidity makes it very easy to break. I mean I, think I we were really surprised coming to Pi, coming from where we are, which is, you know, a relatively progressive state, but it did vote for Trump.
2: Yeah, or from Philadelphia yeah, we're from, within yeah, Pennsylvania. So, so, so fairly it's not...
0: progressive and we were probably the more hippie ish type when we first started dating, she asked about if I had any hippie tendencies or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'd like to own a goat one day or something <laughs> yes. like that." Was my answer. <laughs> I think that's number seven on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly followed up. By, I don't like the generalizations. I don't like to. I don't like the labels, and not yeah. because I'm being cliche. Am I not liking labels? I just don't want to get lumped in with some things that go along with yeah. the the. You know. I, I didn't. I didn't even realize how much I would appreciate those words <laughs> now. Coming to a place where. We're not the most hippie ish people here. Yeah, like, yeah. And to seeing how far this uh... wokeness can be taken. Yeah. This is such yeah.
1: a danger word, yeah. Like, yeah. woke.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny now. I really now, like it's...
1: to take on and describe themselves as, and it doesn't fit my definition.
2: Uh, do you still meet people who are introducing themselves as woke? I feel like I thought I, it I had like turned.
0: Now it's all, yeah, only used in, like, oh, yeah, and that insult. dude was so woke. Yeah. I,
2: uh, I use. I see people you
0: not know, necessarily
1: about <laughs> themselves as like woke, but definitely using that word woke. And yeah, I think it's like so blurry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I think it, with any kind of movement that gets like very popular, there's always this really hard division between the people that get it. And people that just repeat it because it sounds good.
2: Yes. Totally.
1: They, I, and they know enough so to, of...
0: to uh, at least parrot it because it sounds good. Yeah. They know enough to know that it sounded good. It's like, hey, we're all on our own journey. <laughs> oh, man. We all come to it at different times. I don't know.
2: This is That's good. Fun. I like it. Keep going. Yeah. Trevor's being woke AF right now. <laughs> I could share. I could pull up some. Uh, I could pull up my Facebook homepage right now, and all my pie friends would populate it. You could just read some status updates,
0: and uh... well, I hope people appreciate the beauty. Of them. <laughs> just there because it's true, though. I mean, those words are nonetheless still resounding of truth. Like, mm-hmm. We are all on a journey, and we all are going to continue uh, to walk it, and not And have it come. To, and, uh, yeah, yeah like, all these things. These are still profound concepts that a lot of people need to be introduced to. to. I mm-hmm. mean
2: one of the main things that like we talk about when we're meeting new people is like I always Trevor's very good at explaining to me why I have certain reactions to certain people and like it's uh the one of the main things that we found of like the whatever in our pie, pie hippies and festival hippies or whatever where it's like two people might be able might be saying the same exact thing and one person I'm like oh my god I feel you you're my fucking soul sister like oh my god let's be best friends forever and the other person I'm like That made me really uncomfortable and I wanted to get away from them. Trevor basically was like, you know, most of the time, like, you can tell from whatever. You can tell from other, from a nonverbal communication that, like, whether or not they're being authentic and where that's coming from. And, like, basically what he was just saying of, like, are they parroting that or is, like, that what they aspire to? Or is it something that they're, like, it's really something that they're, that they learned? and they're so excited about fundamentally within themselves to like be going down that path and share it with you and invite you along then like that authenticity and that enthusiasm i'm like oh my god i want to be near you versus somebody who's like this is totally like how i am and how we should all be That i'm like <laughs> <"Aah>, get away <laughs> i think humans are really
1: good at noticing when something's fake yeah like, like subtly like um by small signals and like in the way that they say something or the way that they move their language, we can just notice instant and like resist to it. And i very often, as like you said, the message getting through is still the same message sort of thing. I and mean, it makes sense. And it should kind of thing, but you kind of resist it because you're like, you're not on the same vibe as I am. Sort of thing with like feeling that, um, it, like the, the yoga frenzy sort of thing. Like, uh, i really resisted it for like ages i i think it's good like for the exercise aspect for the being in the moment right now and being conscious of your body and all of this but man i really resist like talking to any yogi type person sort of thing because i i feel like they're trying to push onto me something that they haven't fully understood and i haven't really fully understood it's like
0: they they read you pray love and like i want to be a fucking yogi yeah. like, that definition of yogi sounds pretty cool let me uh got some keywords buzzwords and go out there and
2: yeah be somebody mm-hmm.
1: and i i'm a person that i become very aware of like cliches but i don't necessarily like to avoid them so i just like kind of living through them when it's kind of okay but it's the people that don't realize that they're a cliche yeah. <laughs> that make me very wary. I'm like,
2: uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good distinction. distinction. <laughs> I like that.
0: I like yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Right. I think that also speaks to, like, the, you know, being excited about it means that you're kind of accepting it and you're aware of yourself if you're, like, showing, like... So woke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like... It's
0: really passe like, about it. Like,
2: yeah, man. No, right. Yeah. If it's, like, a really casual thing, like, it's so obvious so that I've come to this cool. and, like, because this is if we all go align with our natural vibrations and align ourselves with what the universe and when Mercury is in retrograde, then we will all come to the same conclusion because the conclusion is just there for you to come to versus like, Oh my god! I just tried yoga for the first time, and it actually like really fucking helped yeah. me. It was so cool. Like I didn't think I was gonna like doing downward dog that I would find like what these people call zen, but like I think I maybe did. And yeah. It's like oh man, that sounds great. Like I can do that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, so this yeah. is genuine. Like
2: don't pretend like you know what you're
1: talking about. Right, so right. Just like if just it's being generally <laughs> just, like what you felt. It's, it's a superiority kind of thing of like oh you're not understanding what level I am at. Uh-huh. And it's like yeah maybe I'm not but like I had to recently call out somebody that were basically almost saying what you were saying language that you don't understand and they were talking about prisms and light and like this light shining out from this prison inside them and it being inverted and all the thing and I just looking at them I was like can you just say this all over again without like these keywords hippie <laughs> bullshit sort of thing and they're like looked at me like if you don't get it just don't get it i'm yeah. like no i just didn't understand your language sort of thing it's like just talk to me at the same level as me so thinking like i want to understand i'm not at your level it's, it's right. really this horrible condemning thing that we do to children all the time so like you won't get it like mm. you know just
0: move on like Shame I mean, too because I think it holds true that if you can't explain something simply, you don't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, it's light refraction is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Makes rainbows.
2: That's cool. It, That's great. Appreciate a fucking from... rainbow. Rainbows
0: are beautiful, man. Don't try to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
1: was kind of fun that at the end, the guy would be pretty much saying the same thing, but he was just using this language that was really confusing and really blurring. And. Yeah, he just isolated everyone. Yeah. And I think maybe he got an ego trip out of it where I was just like, Hey, we're saying the same thing, but like I'm not trying to say that I really know what I, yeah. I'm yeah, I am talking about. I just I think
2: I guess this is also like all aligned with again you know, what we were saying in the beginning of this conversation of if somebody says something like a little bit horrible, then I am like, "Oh, okay, we're cool. I trust you. Yeah. Like, uh, like you are for, for real. This isn't. This isn't all. Yeah, you bullshit. fucked up in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You are not. You are not presenting a version of yourself that you want people to see. You are just being you. That's like, whoa. Well, isn't it really difference? interesting
1: how, um, no matter if people are good or bad at something, the thing that we most enjoy is about people being genuine, whatever that word like really means, because you know, perspective and everyone's like kind no of different. But we really like someone when they're authentic. Even if they're not a type of person. Yes. I I feel a lot of love for people that I just tear at and they're like, hey, we're not gonna be best friends, but man, I love you. You're doing
2: you and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Trevor says I like the cut of his jib. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what that thing is called. jibbing. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that's it makes me think about like when when we were talking about you going into the sex work and you were like you know first you tried it all dolled up and and in a sort of unauthentic way and then you were just like you know fuck this I'm just gonna be me and enjoy it yeah and then you know and to go to like one of these things that you'll hear people talking about restaurants here is like when you should just start going with the way that the universe wants you to be rather than trying to like contort your life into something that it shouldn't be all these things sort of open up for you. I was like it's definitely like. It's been a theme for us and it's definitely something that I hear talked about by these hippies in an egoist way. These hippies. <laughs> these damn hippies. <laughs> dirty hippies. Yeah. We're, you know, but are, are, are stick elephant no. pants. Yeah. <laughs> in <front> of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's
2: wearing an elephant shirt. He's just as bad. No. Um, it's a classy elephant shirt. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the again, great. we say the same shit, but we're saying like Holy shit, I can't believe this is happening to us. Like this is fucking amazing. Like we're just we we stopped putting up resistance to to go with the things that made us happy and now life is giving us gifts because of that. Like we're we're doing the things that make us happy so we keep on getting more happy things. How fucking great yeah. is that versus other people who are saying more like
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it now the universe man just if you go with the resonance of the <laughs> 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 this is very good just, it all works out i just ate mushrooms for the first time and i was like whoa my ego is no longer in existence <laughs> <sighs> ego is another like
1: uh for me alert word sort of yes. thing it's like such a negative thing i'm like your ego's to you like yeah. it, it's still like Possibly, like we're just associating, like all the negative parts of you yeah. are your ego. I'm like, on
2: your ego. Yeah. it on ego. What are your other alert words? Um, so,
1: connection. Um, I I hear this so much. This is actually the one that makes me most angry when I hear people like talking about how important it is to connect with people and to be open. Uh, this. And then don't know how to connect. Uh-huh. Like, they, they, they really don't okay. know. Like, you're still, like, after months, you're still having, like, this superficial conversation. And I really try to avoid them. I just don't put effort into people that I think they're not my kind of people. Not because I dislike you. And I was like, just because, like, there's, there's so many options. Like, I've got to choose where to put my energy. So, yeah. like, connection sort of thing. And, yeah, I'm talking with somebody. And they're just saying these things over and over again. And and I'm like, I'm not feeling it. You must not be feeling it. So, like, can we just be honest? And we just don't have that click? Yeah.
2: Like,
1: can we just okay. not keep yeah. talking
2: to each other now? Uh,
1: <laughs> things like energy is another one. Um, I Although I'm starting to use it a lot. But I point it out. sort of thing, I'm like, I know my hippie bullshit. <laughs> like, it sounds like this. But I, I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: What they kind of mean by this. And um, then there's, like, topics topics are my things like astrology and crystals
2: (gasps) and we used to have a section on the podcast like for the first i don't know 15 interviews or something that we did it was a game where we would play interesting or not and it came from kind of oh yeah you heard it on the one tashi episode um but i've edited it out of all of the other episodes um we can play it with you though because it came from this thing um, i want to play okay all right we'll play it um it came from when we were living in Philadelphia, we we were definitely like pretty immersed in this one group of hippie friends, and we would have fairly regular gatherings. And it was like a lot of these people. I mean, we're totally our people. It would it would, it would turn from conversations like the one we're having right now, and then somebody would say like Mercury in retrograde, and Trevor and I would just be like. Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's bounce. How yeah, do we yeah. get that fuck out no, of this I know conversation? Exactly
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So, keywords are just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, I want to step out of yeah. this conversation because we're not going to be talking at the same level. And not because you think you're above, like, this person, but you're just like, okay, I've had this conversation many times before, you know, like...
2: Yeah, I'm not getting anything, like, new or good out of this.
1: And I I, I don't want to persuade you, that's not my aim sort of thing. I just, like, I've had this conversation many times and it gets kind of boring. And then there's the other ones that get you really interested. I think the opposite is quite exciting sort of thing, like certain topics and keywords that you hear, and you're like, okay,
2: I want to talk about this person.
1: Obviously, Taboo is one of mine.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, that's an interesting thing. I kind of... Well, so it was the game's interesting or not, and, like, the main thing that we thought we ha- were having trouble coming up with was, like, what are topics that it could potentially be interesting but we have not been interested in like astrology oh, yeah. but yeah I kind of didn't consider it like if somebody said taboo I would definitely be like hey what's up I'm Jen you want to yeah. talk <laughs> <laughs> and like what are, what are those things where as soon as I hear it I'm like hey who, who are you what, what's going on and like I think that's how we've met the majority of our podcast guests is just like overhearing a conversation hearing one word and being like hello excuse me what is yeah, going yeah. on <laughs> here <laughs> um all right let's uh I'm trying to pull it up Pull up the game. She wants to play interesting or not? alright <laughs> okay. ready. So, and you say interesting or not? Uh, I Face forgot
1: up. the. It's uh, interesting for me, or do I answer for if I think society? No, it's only, you. Only, you.
2: No. only you. So, like basically this exact circumstance: if you were at Paradise tonight okay, so and somebody to at topic. the bar is like, "Hey man, crystals," and you'd be like, "Not." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, ready? <laughs> yeah, Reiki. No, mycology. What's mycology? The study of like fungus and forest floors and no, astrology. No, juggling. Yes, Jesus Christ. Yes, beekeeping. No puns. Yes, superfoods. No, homeopathy.
1: Oh, yes, but
2: no <laughs> politics. <laughs> but it- yes. Hashtag me too. Yes. Kids. Yes. Chakras. No. Cultural misappropriation. Yes. Snapchat. No. Meditation. No. Past lives. No. Marijuana. Yes, actually. Spirit animals. No. Fairies. Like fairies? Fairies. Oh, fairies. <laughs> yeah, this play's fun. <laughs> Plastic-free living? No. Psychedelics? Yes. Out-of-body experiences? Yes. Hypnotism? Yes. Ecstatic dance? Yes. Aliens? No. Conspiracy theories? No. Yay! (laughs) Good job! (laughs) I
1: passed the non test. I passed the
2: lung test. Any any of those that you want to go into more detail on that... Um I'd like to
1: uh, expand on the fairies thing. I think it's really important to have conversations that are completely pointless just for fun. Amen. And, uh, yes. It's just this like let's is... been silly.
2: Ryan on bullshitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of my best mushroom trips have been in Fairyland where I I tend to like Take on a a story. Oftentimes, when I like have taken more mushrooms than I probably should have, he also
2: takes on the appearance and personality of a gnome slash slash elf. It's
0: it's, but like more often than not, it'll take on this like fairy like land where it's hard to describe without going into the you know mushroom common vernacular of of language. (gasps) I want to hear the mushroom common vernacular. Fairies. I don't know, you go into this, like, other dimension of, like, geometrically patterned, like, world of, like, it all, there's this hidden, hidden fairyland around us.
2: We've gotten some listeners reaching out and asking, what is it like to do mushrooms? Especially some older listeners. who like I'm curious about this experience. Could you tell me a bit about it? You guys seem seem okay. Uh, This (laughs) doesn't
1: seem like your brains have blown up. Uh, when you said like psychedelics, this is kinda what I'm interested in, just like hearing people's experiences with it. I'm not that experienced with it myself. Um I did a lot of reading about on it, like but the same is not the same as kinda spiritual and I just like hearing people's like experiences with them because they can be very revealing as long as and they can be like very silly and just like a fun story to hear like oh my god I had this crazy thing and then I woke up like inside a pond you know like with two other friends
2: that's very nice and refreshing to hear you say that that you like like to hear about it because uh uh, (laughs) Trevor Gardner teased me at first I didn't start I didn't have mushrooms until I was uh, 27 and uh, and then I always was like, yeah, so excited to ask everybody, like, what yeah. happens when you do it? And like, yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, you're like this is a sign of a noob. Like yeah. people who are experiencing I, drugs I don't really give a shit about so. other people. Now he was nice about it. I'm just being dramatic. You can you can speak for yourself. What did you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really like. It is it is common when people first try psychedelics they're very enthusiastic about them mm-hmm. and they tend to talk a lot about them. And then I can, you know. At least, you know, I've been doing psychedelics for longer than I probably should be, like, so starting in high school. So so I've, ha- I've had these conversations, like, so many times mm-hmm. that they become But you redundant. love having them with I do. Me. I mean, it depends. It depends on the type of... Again, it depends on, like, the authenticity of, like, are you really just, like, dazzled by the magic of, of possibilities that it just opened, or are you, like... I don't know, like, there's ways to talk about it that are authentic and there's ways to talk about it that are less authentic. And they I mean, they're, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I think I I'll...
1: resonate with your childish excitement about it. I'm also like, uh, touch rooms this year for the first time. So, and I don't have that big experience. So, like, experience I had, I want to like, hey, is it always going to be like this? Is it going to, like, how's it long going to last? How do I know if it's going to be really strong? And, like, just tell me what you experienced. Yeah, just like, know. if I might ask somebody, like, hey, what's your childhood like? You know, <laughs> what, what did you do as a child? What did you want to be when you grew up? I used to actually um, yeah, have this set of questions uh, that I used to carry around with me, like traveling, because I just wanted to get to know people and just curious. And listening is nice and sometimes. And fuck smile talk, right? Yeah. So basically, it's that. It's just like, people aren't good at it. Okay, I'm going to make them good at it. Yeah. So sort the of thing, like, you don't know what to do? Here you go. Here's a question. Like, uh-huh. I already have maybe my... Answer to this question, sort of thing, but I want to hear your side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful.
0: Just to be clear, yeah. I, mean, I don't care about the trips. That's why I'm <laughs> one <of> people. Like, <laughs> think I was like, over here, like, yeah, you really shut up about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. No. But there's also the
1: people that I hear talking about uh, psychedelics and I hear the conversation between them. I'm like, no, they they think they know what they're talking about way too much yeah. you know, for me to like, they're going to tell me exactly what I should be. Feeling and stuff, and I am not interested in those right. kind of conversations. Yeah. I think it's totally. the same thing
0: with all these like key buzzwords. More, you, you can tell the texture of the conversation, and, and sometimes it's really engaging, and sometimes it's just more like, "Oh my god, yeah, are you gonna ever stop talking so we can actually have a conversation?" Yeah. Or, but yeah, you know, we're also strong supporters of uh, psychedelics and <laughs> their potential to cause good. Yeah, uh, and I think it's a fascinating conversation to have. So. I just did want to I wanted to put that out right, there. It's not at
2: all. It was more just like lightly teasing me for being so enthusiastic about like eagerly asking everybody what what they were up. To. I mean, it's a good thing I started a podcast because now I I get to do that in a socially yeah, do acceptable come up setting. To you now, or, not? <laughs> or no, I just get to I just get to excitedly ask them all the questions yeah. that I was asking before without a pod, without a mic in front of me. But. uh so, what have your measuring trips been like? Have it has it been like? Did you have a preconceived notion of what you thought it was going to be, and
1: then? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'd read about it a lot. Um, my mom was really cool about it. Uh, I can't remember how. Oh, I was probably about 18. Uh, I was. I'm now realizing how i to a million people. I was like a really good kid. Like people like did smoking and did drugs oh, and like they broke the rules. I'm like. I mean, I moved out when I was 16, so that maybe considered not so good. But yeah, I was a really good kid and my mum talked to me uh, about drugs and basically issues of, like psychedelics and uh, things like mushrooms and SD and 2 cb and other things like they're fine. Like just do them with caution sort of thing but like explore that they're going to be absolutely fine and she told me a story about uh, a friend of hers who got stuck in the forest three days making the sausage. like, you know, they can still have like these weird effects and be careful but like Promise me that you'll never do cocaine and heroin, especially together like this promising, so she gave me this open thing to it, but I was still like uh stepping away from it sort of thing, and then uh none of my friendship groups had ever actually done drugs until like I moved to Berlin, and so my conception of drugs had very much been like what the media painted like they people get addicted to them right. and it's bad yeah um. And so I was just very, like, wary of it. And then I met this type of people that was just like, uh, they wouldn't do drugs at a party. They would just be like, this is Sunday afternoon. Like, I'm just going to take a, a trip and I'm going to text my friends what I'm experiencing. And I was like, whoa, what? Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to have an internal day. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm just going to relax. Like, all of these friends, for example, didn't drink, which was, like, it's something that I didn't do, but all my friendships had done. And so I could feel more related to them. And so I started opening my self up um, to kind of that idea, but it still took like uh, years. And when I saw these people have these experiences, I started reading up about it, and I read a lot up about it, and I would ask loads of questions and things. But I was still very aware, um, I guess, like a a little background. My both my parents have uh, had heavy addictions to drugs, so I was very averse to it. And so when I eventually tried it um it was very much like that was the first thing you tried mushrooms no lsd lsd and from what it seems it was like a not a really hardcore strong trip but it's a strong trip and yeah the feeling was just like whoa like wait people get put in prison for this yeah right. i'm so grateful for this experience and I didn't need to do this for another, like, nine months, a year. Like, yeah. this was good. This was great. I'm so grateful. And so that was the first, like, eye-opening, like, hey, drugs are not so bad, sort of thing. And yeah. so I want to explore more. But with still this cautionness of, like, I don't want to be these people that are self-relying on it. Like, I have a problem. I have to solve it with, like, taking shrimps every week and things yes, like this. Yes, totally, totally. And with shrimps, I've tried them twice. The first one was very, very light. mild just... It just made us all a bit giggly and happier and not very much. And the second time I tried it was maybe like a week ago. Uh And this wasn't actually like what I can now refer to uh, as a trip. And once again, I came out of it like really grateful of the experience. Of I, I became very childlike at the same time as like this motherly kind of thing of just like, okay, I really need to go pee, but I'm completely naked right now like it could be okay for me to go pee completely naked my toilet is like having to walk across not a field but like a place where there's uh, Thai people's houses around sort of thing and I was like but I shouldn't be allowed to walk naked to just go pee I'm like no but you have to be sensitive of the culture that's around you sort of thing and it was I was really (laughs) pleasantly surprised that all I had read about shrooms being different to LSE was very internal rather than external uh it was all, like, feelings and emotions and, like, processing. Interesting. Yeah. Which is what Did I can... Did you cannot... get any visuals? Uh, only if I really focused on oh. stuff. Like, I really had to, like, focus. Um, <laughs> uh, I had... Uh, I called uh, Ryan... Uh, he was a person around that I really needed and I really needed shampoo from him. This is yeah. an important thing. My trip was very much about like self-care and self-loving and and the first thing I wanted to do is was, like wash but I didn't have shampoo so I just caught him. So I spent uh, part of the trip with him yes. and it is not like a strong visuals but uh, things got exaggerated like colors and things like this and with Ryan. He had a huge head on a tiny body. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then a few days later, he was telling us like he's always had a really big head, and he had problems like finding helmets and something. <laughs> and I realized I was like, hey, this is what I could see on my trip, sort of thing. So it was just like warped reality, just slightly things, but not really I like that visual things. It was just much more feelings and processes. Ryan's a.
2: We've tortured Ryan whilst tripping before. So he's a. He's a fun guy to have uh, as a bystander. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, good. Check out our check out our interview with Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah. I've had a follow up question, but then I got distracted imagining Ryan with a giant head <laughs> on a tiny body.
0: You want to move to the
2: regular questions? What's the most unrealistic thing you believe in? Ah,
1: oh, I like these. Um. Probably that I, at some point, will feel accomplished. That I will get to a state where I'm like, hey, I did it, I reached it. I reached that point of like, that everyone believed in when you were a child. Like, if you do A, B, and C, and you do it correct, you will get to this point where like, hey, you don't stuff, and everything's chill from there on. Uh, um, I really like that answer. Because, yeah, I, I'm very aware that there's always going to be problems. nothing's ever going to be perfect. And like those problems are going to feel like the worst problems that constantly happen because they're happening right now. But I still have to have the the positive aspect of like, I still got to work towards the most perfect fantasy I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this idea of like, perfection is never possible, but you should still aim for it. Like it's
2: going to help you shape like a better thing for it. I feel like perfection is always possible and can always be improved upon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like yeah, reminds me a bit of. Have you read any Tim Ferriss' Four Hour Work Week? Well, just basically, he's saying you know, people who are like passionate and doing something they enjoy, they're not gonna want to you know get to sixty five and be like, all right, I'm done and I'm sitting still for the next however many years until I die. People who give a shit about what they're doing or creating or anything, they're gonna keep on going, and that's like you know, even if. even if you do this one thing that you accomplish then you know you can accomplish that and you've raised the bar and it's exciting to know that now you can go beyond that so it doesn't seem like uh, like the inverse of, of of it's not like it's not like once you reach the place of accomplishment that you're just going to feel unfulfilled is that you're going to feel excited about the new world of possibilities that you've opened up by realizing everything you're capable of although i've definitely had
1: a lot of examples of people feeling unfulfilled they they get to that success rate that they had set themselves. Right. So, but it it goes aren't those goes markers of ec- and... external
2: success usually that you feel unfulfilled yeah, by? Yeah, but if they feel them sort of thing, it also feels yeah. like a not
1: a failure on the part, but like, now what? Yeah. You hear, I think of like famous cases and I've had like personal friends. I have a super amazing friend who's got such a wonderful brain and I love him and he's so depressive. And, you know... He just used he's an engineer and he just used his skills to develop a portable um, homeless shelter uh, in wow. France that he's uh, trying to distribute in France um, that he specifically made. so the temp- it can be like 10 degrees difference from outside to the inside but not have uh, carbon monoxide problems inside from having a closed area and it's more aesthetically pleasing all of these things and he's just been fighting for it for like a year and he just did a ted talk and now he's like oh i reached this level of success i had set myself and like now what i thought i would i would feel fulfilled and happy uh from recognition from people like you know i did this great thing and he doesn't and now he's a bit like lost and i think it's because he put everything into this one goal rather than just keep moving the goal
2: maybe yeah i also i heard something on a podcast recently of like uh, of the future goals versus the like in the present goals and i was telling trevor the other day of being like this podcast has or making a podcast has different like emotions and challenges than i thought it was going to and like the actual making of the podcast is like oh my god so fulfilling so exciting everything i've ever wanted and then promoting the podcast feels terrible. It makes me really sad and, and like I'm failing and, the you know, I just no good feelings come from like trying to get it heard. The creation of it and like everything about like being in the present and connecting with people and creating something that I love is so incredibly fulfilling. And then trying to be like, guys, it's good. Come listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, it's, it's, yeah, opposite
1: emotions. I think if you are like really genuine in these moments so of I – I had a wonderful connection with a girl when I was uh, in Malaysia and she wrote me like, this wonderful note and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate it. And I just generally came up to her and like, you're a really amazing person and I'm sorry that I'm really missing the vocabulary to really express it right now, but just know that I'm really feeling it and it's just my communication that's letting me down. And like, when I give you a hug, it's not a hippie hug, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I really mean it. <laughs> but yeah, expressing that that is like, Hey, I, I don't really know how to express this because I'm not uh, verbally that, um, like right now, <laughs> that uh, verbally influenced right now, but you know, I mean it. When I'm saying I, I love it and it sounds like the generic thing of just I really loved having this conversation with you, I really mean
2: it. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Yes. Thank you. I like the, the hippie hug. <laughs> you remember when we first started going to skillshare and you were like you know, they're, they're huggers and oh yeah i went <laughs> ahead of time
2: i was like you're gonna have to hug a lot of people like i texted you that before we even met up
0: with this started a whole conversation with us about men and yeah. intimacy and like you know women will often lay with each other on a bed just like as you know platonically yeah while you're conversation and i'm like yeah, i don't really like you know this is somehow a negative towards men and i was like i don't really feel that way i I'm fine with not having to hug everybody. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind being hugged, but I think that a lot of this—it's the negative space that creates value. Like, you know, if I hug you, it should mean something. Oh. and if if we hug everybody, then it means nothing.
1: Yeah, completely, absolutely, completely. I actually, I made a conscious effort of uh, in these hippie groups, like i didn't label myself this but i got a label of like being the anti-hippie so uh-huh. like when people like talk about this hippie now, i would point out these words all the time and i Respect. would point out my own cliches when i was talking about these things and like at night when people would just like come to hug me i'm like no i'm hugged out like do you know what it's like when you're like surrounded by wonderful people that they're nice and you enjoy them but to Say goodnight. It takes 45
2: minutes because they're oh all God. hugging each other. That's like, yeah. We I, just I would do this smoke bomb. Yeah, me too. At, <laughs> me too. <This> is, <laughs> like, half like half it's the reason we it. didn't want to come to paradise last night is because it's such an emotional investment of being like, it's not just that we go and see a fire show, it's that we go there, we're going to have to like. Gonna have the small talk both when we get there and when we leave and if we only want to stay for 20 minutes that's going to take up like the entire time and it's like this is too much i have two really great things uh, for you guys one was so
1: i am this cliche i totally did uh yoga teacher training and i was just like <laughs> in the most like um uh, stereotypical white yoga girl Rishikesh, <laughs> you know city and i was just like oh my god i i'm this cliche but it's like okay it's what i want to do yeah But something I really learned from it uh, was like, and it doesn't really get talked about, yoga really encourages discrimination. And I think this is a really amazing thing of just like, you have limited time and energy. You need to pick and choose where you want to spend that energy. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like the amount of time that you want to uh, build like to reading or like uh, to building better connections or to build this project and things you got to choose and uh, with people the same people you can have love for them and still be like sorry but i don't have time and you don't have to lie to them and they don't encourage lying sort into the thing but they do encourage like having empathy and compassion like this person wants to connect with you right now and you don't yeah. and just been like being honest about it of like Actually, what I wanted to be doing is this other thing. So I'm sorry I'm not in the conversation right now and just leaving I just like really cutting out those almost fake conversation that you just feel you're forced to because you're trying to be nice. Yeah, You know, like it comes from a really good place, but actually it doesn't have a positive outcome for either of you because this person's not getting a real part of you yeah. and you're wasting energy in something that you don't really want to be doing. So cutting out like those shitty short conversations out early don't ask questions you know mm. make those awkward silences like <laughs> <laughs> and then just like, okay cool it's like i'm gonna go over here and you know they get to choose if they're hurt by it or not mm. as long as your intention is i safe. think you're right
0: I, I find that difficult i i definitely more want to fill a void like an awkward space of like yeah hey, 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 like something um, and I think you're absolutely right that it's not usually the right, the most beneficial course of action. It might be the easier one in the moment, just be like, ah, 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 or, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to fill that void. But you're condoning an action that obviously didn't get a good response yeah, you to begin can... with. You know, it's just this hollow interaction that you're you're perpetuating by. But sometimes it's just so much fucking easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I to know what you want and like go for it and do it in the nicest way possible like i said my friend is a psychopath he just wants to sleep with hot girls i think that's perfectly acceptable but he does it in such a way of not of making focus of not hurting the other person and being like on the same line i think that's where you got to be at and at some point it becomes the other person's responsibility whether they feel hurt by it or not like oh this person doesn't want to connect with me I feel this person should be thinking of like, okay, they don't want to connect with me. I'll connect with somebody else, yeah. rather than like, oh, I'm so hot Like I put so much effort into them, they just don't want to connect with me. Like,
0: I you know, so and I think that that person then, because it seems kind of like, especially if you haven't gone through it a lot, a very daunting experience to have happen to you. Like, oh my god, like I just tried to connect with this person, they just were like, eh, nah, I'm sorry, I'll go over here. And like in reality that. It's gonna happen and it's gonna be completely okay. Like, it's better to just become comfortable with that so that you're brave enough to go out and make the genuine connections that you're going to make and can make rather than fear this existential event that is not that scary after all. You know? I mean, I
1: sound really brave and like I do these things all the time that you have no idea how many hugs I've given that I'm just like, <laughs> while
2: hugging I'm like,
1: fuck. Uh. Like again, like I, I should just say, No, I don't wanna hug you <laughs>
2: <laughs> But it's like I guess Hugging in hippie communities is the equivalent of small talk in the corporate world. Yeah. It's just kind of like the mandatory exchange and script that you have to follow in order to be polite.
0: I just like, I don't dislike it enough to not do it. But yeah. like, I'm just kind of just like... You need right. it to
1: be really negative to make that catalyst change. Right.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's rarely a time where I'm like already in a situation and I'm like, oh, I don't want to hug you. I'm saying like things like last night of being like, yeah, it could be nice to go watch the fire show. But neither of us have the emotional energy to hug that many people right now. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. If we had... feels like we, kind of
0: overstating.
2: It. It's more just like, yeah. Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's... not what you want
1: right at this moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know another maybe. night, it might be like, okay. You right, know, exactly. I could deal with just like hugging a few people. No, because I want to, right, but no, it's I mean, okay.
2: And another night, no, it's like, I would have the emotional energy. And then I'm like, hey, hugs are all around. Like, it's just, you know...
0: But I'm also very introverted, so those kind of exchanges take a lot of energy from me. So it's really, I mean, it's more draining than I think that other people, give a lot it of other people for. really give it credit mm-hmm, for. I yeah. realize that that's something that I'm giving away each time. Right.
2: It's like... That's why uh, I warned you yeah. <laughs> before you
0: entered Skillshare. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's something that I, I didn't realize how draining. It was. I didn't really realize how introverted. It was. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's
1: draining for me, and I'm pretty much one of the most extroverted people I have met like there's a few other people that have surpassed me but my alone time involves me sitting here and you sitting there and maybe me saying a few words uh, i don't want to have a conversation but alone time really is like being somebody somebody near each other yes yeah me too yeah it's really extreme extrovert sort of thing like of having it happens to me a lot of having conversations when i'm like i don't have the energy right now but like I need to be in this conversation. I want to be in your, I, your presence. Social, I just don't want to like. Social be,
2: conversation. People. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, with things like, I'm definitely, I don't know if I call myself extroverted, but definitely outgoing. Um, and I think that with things like hugging and small talk and whatever, it's just that it's the inauthenticity that's draining for me. It's mm-hmm. not the like yeah. human interaction or the whatever, the introversion or anything. It's just like, this isn't.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I love a hug from a good friend. Yeah, right. I I think that feels great. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. But also, a Nathan Ryan hug. I miss a Nathan hug. It's Shout so out Nathan. Nathan. You'd love Nathan,
0: Nathan too. <laughs> a Nathan, yes. Annie. I'm making
2: a list. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> a good list. It's
0: a good list. Mm-hmm. Making the right list. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, all, right. all right. All
0: right. If there was one behavior or action you could get everyone in the world to do or stop doing, what would it be?
2: To do
1: or stop doing. Oh, okay. Um, ah, it's really tough. I mean, I'm like, behavior is... I just don't want everyone to be the same. That's the main problem I'm having with this question. questions. Sort of thing. I don't want everybody to stop most, doing this. Most
2: people... The, the, not that everybody's had the same answer, but the only answer that has been the same is people say, stop being assholes. <laughs> oh,
1: I guess, but like the definition of an asshole. Right. I guess... and yeah, I like thing. assholes. I don't know if you guys have... Uh, a friend that gets described and as an asshole but you really love them sort yeah, of thing
2: again I open this conversation by saying if people aren't a little bit horrible i don't trust yeah. them like yeah
1: I, I, my friend who I made through cabbing sort of thing like he's a really good friend but he came into my room being an asshole and I know he's done it to so many other people sort of thing so I kind of in a way I appreciate him for like we had this nice connection of like not taking life so seriously
2: Yeah,
1: is what it came down to so
2: or again, uh-huh. for me, it's like you're you're being authentic, like whether no matter how that's actually like coming off yeah. or whatever, like it's a genuine reflection of you, and it's not like
1: I know I would like people to do. I would like people to move their body. Uh, I think is we have this amazing uh, brain that everybody likes to use and everyone likes to think they're clever and stuff, but like <laughs> our body is pretty amazing, and I think it's pretty good to move it however you want to move it. You know, if it's like in a dance kind of way or if it's like uh building something yeah. i think yeah get to know your body that's like fantastic move it. i want everyone to move the one however they want however the one they fucking want. Yeah. i don't care how but even in fighting I, I hate boxing but like okay this is body movement but, well. kung, kung fu that's the solution kungfu retreat oh, yeah com. i heard about this I, I think this uh this guy had a really good point sort of thing of like, yeah, yoga is amazing and that's settled and things, but there's also, you can get those things from other parts. Yes. It doesn't have to be yoga. It's, yeah. it's, I think, learning about discipline and having uh and mindfulness Exactly.
2: Or words balance
1: is another hippie <laughs> yeah. key term that I just like, okay, what the fuck does balance mean? Everyone keeps talking about it,
2: but, Nobody knows what it really means. Something. <laughs> all right. What is the most annoying thing about people?
1: Uh, them not being able to be aware of their own contradictions. So I'm not saying it's easy to uh, act the way that you want to act, for example. But like, be aware. Uh, be conscious of you are going to contradict yourself a million times. All the time you're going to change your mind. A million times, and you're gonna say things, and then immediately act against them. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like you're gonna say you care about the planet, and then you're gonna fly to a fucking far away country. Yep, yep, that... yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Literally, as she was reading this question, what was going on my mind was like, I feel like I've been a little judgmental. This podcast of the hippies, and of like yeah. you know, like oh yeah, like they speak about all this being woke shit, and like you know, like, like like. And then I was thinking, like, yeah, but making, you know, like, I, I want to make it clear that I. I it's cool with me. You don't have to...
2: There is no group of people I would rather associate myself with. Yeah. I, yeah. I love being a hippie. But and you guys are all fucking assholes and I fucking love you. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're my yeah, brothers nice and sisters. Yeah, it's nice being
1: associated with hippies because they have a lot of good... Um, what I want to call them? Like, good tick lists. Sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, things that really resonate with me more than other groups. More yeah. than, like, punks. Okay. Yes. Or way more then you gotta um, you
2: gotta like tease your family or else yeah, you know no. how are they gonna grow <laughs> yeah. it's like this is we say all this out of love you guys
0: yeah. it was just funny because i was thinking about the old contradictions going on in my head as you were yeah. saying that i was like wow i nailed it in my own like, headspace there that was good i liked it
1: yeah i i think it's, it's fine to like realize that if you're not good, you're not perfect so You're going to say, like, you fucking hate blue, and then you realize your favorite dress is blue, like, and just, like, realize and be like, okay, cool. Like, I do this. We we constantly have this cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. uh, in our mind with so many topics.
2: And to not think of that as, like, negative or bad or anything. I, like, man, I remember in in the 2004 presidential election that, like, the the meanest thing you could say about a politician was that he was a flip-flopper, that he changed his mind on an idea. I remember uh, seeing
0: people walking around in gigantic flip-flop costumes yes. at what? protests. Yeah.
2: Because, because... It, John, it was John Kerry says, was like, a flip-flopper! The, the Democratic candidate was, like, you know, he had one view at some point and then as new information became available to him and he changed his point based on new information and integrated that and made a better decision and everybody said you're a flip-flopper you change your mind you can't be trusted and i was like what the absolute fuck not saying that that's the same thing as like living in contradiction saying that's fucking growth and i'd be I mean, I'm already terrified of politicians, no matter what. But I'd be extra terrified of a politician who, from the from day one of them making a public statement of what their views are, that that's what it is forever, and yeah. that there's nothing we can do to change that, no matter what. Yeah. What could be worse than that? Yeah. But yeah, man, I think I think contradictions just are. They're not. I mean, it is they are what they are they're not they're not good or bad they're just a matter of fact to be human is to be a walking pile of contradictions or or but my, my
1: annoyance with it is when people don't think they contradict themselves like, yeah no, 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 no absolutely no no no,
2: no. right and that's you're like what... no, 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 no you are
1: like the... once again I, i'm gonna shit on the hippies on the idea of like this communicating and being open and sort of thing and like when you point out that actually, their actions don't point towards this and they don't accept it. They're like, you just don't get it. You're just on the same level as me. And like, no, actually, your actions and your words are very different. And I.
0: This it, is by no means isolated hippies. the hippies. This is, this, this, this oh, this is just no, actually, the group that we are immersed are in, in at the moment. So. Yeah. That's true. And, and I think that it happens with more frequency the more opinionated the group is. Like, in wow. politics is another great one where people are like,
1: but I like opinionated people, like. So do I, but I like, like thoughtfully opinionated, opinionated
0: oh, yeah. people. Like, I get really bored when somebody gives an illogical argument because it's not a thoughtful approach. You're yeah. not, you're not, you've emotionally invested in a position that you've given no real thought to. That mm-hmm. just bores the shit out of me. I'm like, all right, move on. Like, I don't. You're taking up too much space. Go away. But if you want to sit there and debate an argument that. Has like two logical sides to it. I'm right. I'm right there with you. I'll do that all day. That's fun for me. Uh, me too.
1: I'm like a complete contrarian, so I don't really have like a strong attachment to my opinion. Or even though I know I sometimes like word things and say things that sound like that is it. Yes. I I, I it don't believe my thing. own my own thoughts. Uh, I love playing like. Devil's avocado, basically. Devil's just like, avocado, That's <laughs> I just like it more than advocate. Um, and jumping from side to side and... I think it's, like, basically helped me to have a lot of empathy for the other side. Like, I'm never going to be 100% right. But I can still argue it like I am. Yes. Like, come Trevor's on, the let's exactly. I
0: think sometimes I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Yeah. Or I don't realize that other people are taking me more seriously than I'm taking yeah. myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, but when we first started dating, he made disclaimers, like, every single <laughs> conversation we had being, like, just because I'm saying these things and I sound so convincing doesn't yeah. mean I actually even believe them. So, yeah. That is, it is, most people We're sort of right aren't like of that or can't really talk terrible the-
0: arguments all the time and being like, there's a really good argument to be had on the Republican side, and there's a really good argument to have, we had on the Democratic side, the liberal side, and neither of you are making those fucking arguments. <laughs> so I'm going to make both of them for you, and then you can decide where you fall. Has been like my, just like growing up through adolescence of being like, what the fuck is happening right now with these arguments? Like, they're not they right. Not yeah, it, it's, it's not
1: about like the, the side that you're picking on. It's just like having the right conversation. Yeah. When Sometimes people like walk past each other. There's this really amazing article that I remember really blowing my mind. But basically the gist of the article is saying, think of the best advice that's ever been given to you. Now that advice, turn it completely the opposite, is really useful for somebody else. So this whole idea of be open-minded and take everything as it, as it comes. It's also really useful to say to somebody else, like, you know, center yourself in more what you really believe in and, like, take action when something happens. It's really valid. And literally, so far, everything I've come across, you can turn that advice upside down and it's useful for the other person.
2: My main advice is... Uh, the wisdom to accept the things you cannot change the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference then I can't see how you could possibly flip that and make it work don't ever think. <laughs> <laughs> that is the main piece of advice Trevor ever gives me I don't think that's much of an option but, but I, that, I think that, has, in,
0: that saying in itself is, incorporates yeah, exactly yeah, what she was just was saying because say. you need the serenity to accept things you cannot change and then the converse of that accept, change the things that you can and then it goes even to another dimension of saying, and...
2: Wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. yeah and i got to think for a long time to figure out which one's which. Yeah, but also, I, I think a lot of the some time. people
1: might really focus on sometimes of like, I've got to change this personality trait in me. I've got to change it. i got to change it. Like, something gets to the point, like, you can't change that about you. You know, not at least
0: in that kind of way. But that's accepting the things you cannot change. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's, <laughs> it's, it's perfect way. wisdom, it's perfect <laughs> advice. Yeah, really, it's the same. It's the same, same thing. You know, you're saying you have to take both sides. <laughs> like, yeah. Because everything's you know, solutions need to be fluid. All right. Um, <laughs> what is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by?
2: Like your announcer voice. Um. Maybe,
1: I don't know probably fashion this is just a constant ongoing constant source day. of embarrassment yeah i just look
2: back i was like i was wearing triple denim oh my god yeah yeah we're, we were walking on walking street yesterday and marveling at like no matter what season it is in pi you know because there's like high season low season mm-hmm. i mean not talking like weather seasons just like how many tourists are here and what type of tourists and whatever and just being like what is it that as soon as people are in pie, they're all wearing, like, the same fashion year-round? Like, there's a pie fashion that is ubiquitous. Probably, like, to do with the shops here. Yeah, that They're all kind of more or less sell that stuff. <laughs> like, I
1: did this thing of, like, um, clearing my wardrobe when I moved out of Berlin. I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, really go minimalist. I'm going to get rid of 90% of the stuff, like, I own. And clothes was a big one because... It's not that I buy a lot of clothes, but I'm a hoarder. So I had things from, like, still when I was 16. And this yeah. was a few years ago. And um, I did it. I managed to maybe make it, like, 70%. And then I realized, like, I kept things that I really love, sentimental things and things I actually wore, got rid of that. And I looked at my wardrobe, and I was like, okay. So I basically want to dress something between like a seven year old and a clown. That's like what my wardrobe scream. Like bright colours, big patterns, stripes and polka dots. Mm-hmm. That was everything. But here in Pai, I don't really have the choice of finding those style the style of clothes. Like I, I really there's lots of wonderfully wonderful clothes that I'm still attracted to. But I'm still like limited to a hippie ish Thai style of chilleness mm-hmm. out to it. Like, I can't find my Say ideal types of clothes, so yeah. yeah if I buy clothes here, yeah, I'm still gonna look like everybody else, that's even true. though I might have my own defenses out, which I don't, but <laughs> that's what that experience brought to me. Like, that's what I really love the most, but I can only have that when I have the availability to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, this clothes make sense, it's really comfortable, like, it's hot and sticky, so like, yeah, you know, you might fucking love wearing suits, but. You don't really have the option.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, I've seen a lot of people like you know hate hate on the hate on the elephant pants because they're like oh, yeah.
2: You're a tourist. <laughs> they're
0: they're a new one. Like,
2: yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking but love, fucking the love elephant the elephant pants. Yeah. They're so um, comfy. Yeah, those listeners in the U.S., Canada, and Australia can go to OneTribeApparel.com and use our code uh, interesting for fifteen percent off It's
0: elephant pants.